Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. All right, my guest today on the A-Game Podcast is Ross Hamilton. This guy is a stud. I am so excited to have him on. I've been watching him for years. He founded, founded, he founded PrivateLenders.com. He founded Connected Investors. He bought his first rental property. He was 19, accumulated about 50 properties in that first five years using creative strategies like Subject 2 before there was even Subject 2, forced his way into finding a mentor, has done amazing things and went from a guy who grew up with his family living in trailers to literally selling his company to first American title a few years ago for a hundred million dollars. That is incredible. He's a punk rock guy. He was a former BMX uh, racer, had an injury, changed his life, fell into real estate and he helped himself. And now he's helping a lot of other people with his charity and the stuff that he does. So uh, I have been blown away with this guy for his work ethic, for his intelligence, for the things he's built. And uh, it was an honor to have him on. Like this is just a, uh, Another reminder about what an amazing thing the podcasts are, but what an amazing thing communities are and masterminds are and the way people can come together and the stuff that you have in contact with them. And and uh, just people are people, man. So everybody's just somebody from somewhere and what decisions they've made and how they got over the same insecurities and obstacles and trials and tribulations that we all do to achieve success and get out of their own way, I think is always an amazing story. So this fine gentleman checks the A-game box for everything he's ever done. And this interview was no different. It was fantastic. So definitely check the show notes, watch the full episode because he's going to stop at some point and give you guys a couple of really cool things. One of them is going to be how to link up with his charity. And two, he gives away some really cool free content, stuff for lenders, stuff for real estate investment courses, ways to plan your day, time management, all kinds of stuff that has helped him achieve success over the years that he's literally just going to give to you guys for free for listening to this podcast. So listen to it. Go back, check the show notes for all the ways to connect with him, connect his charity, support him, donate to the charity. If you like the stuff you got for free, like he said, turn around, donate to the charity, support that as well. So you can find that on the show notes. And again, of course, while you're on those show notes, go to nicknicknick.com slash links and find all the ways to subscribe to this podcast and listen to this podcast because that is the only feed to have amazing multi, multi, multi millionaires like Ross come on. And give free information for you guys about the stuff they've done wrong, the stuff they've done right, what's happened in the real estate market, and bring you this free information for over 250 episodes now. If we want to keep this party going, it is just about please subscribe, support the podcast. And when you're on there on nicknicknick.com slash links, L-I-N-K-S, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, everywhere you look there, especially YouTube. You can watch us on YouTube. Only thing we ask is just please like it, share it tag a friend, do a fist bump, do a little whatever it might be. Just interact because it helps the algorithms push it to other people. If I am not showing up in your algorithms or in your feeds, please search for me and like something so I start to come up there a little bit more. That's all we ask. You guys are scrolling on social media all day anyway. Might as well just like some of this stuff on here so you can keep giving you free info. And of course, this whole thing is about doing real estate together. So Please, if you would like to do some deals together, whether it's your first deal or your next deal, whether you're new, experienced, advanced, whatever it might be, if you want to buy properties from me, if you want to sell properties to me, or if you want to find a way to partner on some level or just have a conversation about how we can even work together, shoot me a DM, preferably on Instagram, but shoot me the DM with the words real estate so my assistant knows to actually look at it and pull it out or with all the spam in there, or just shoot me a debt or direct text message at 516 540-5733-516-540-5733, and I would be happy to open up the discussion. Last but certainly not least, if you would like a free checklist on how to bring more value to your buyers, go to nicknicknick.com slash biggerpockets. nicknicknick.com slash biggerpockets to get a free checklist for all of your needs to bring more value to your buyers. If you're a real estate agent or real estate wholesaler, that will help you. So shout out to Ross Hamilton. Shout out to Family Mastermind and Matt Andrews, and shout out to my buddy Brian Hansen and Real Advisors, one of the other smartest guys I know. I had an excellent time hanging out with him. Guy's always uh, always contributing. I always tell everybody he's one of the best-kept secrets in real estate. He's been on the podcast before, marketing genius, and uh, he was the one who first pointed out Ross to me at the uh, Family Mastermind and gave me some really good insight and questions and things to uh, to dig in there and help him make a better interview. So thank you, Brian. Thank you, Ross. Thank you guys for listening. A-Games podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great day. Thank you. 
All right, my guest today, I am very excited to have on. He is an entrepreneur and business owner and longtime real estate investor fighting out of Wilmington, North Carolina, who is a one-time semi-pro BMX rider who suffered an injury that caused him to stumble and fall into real estate at a very early age, where he quickly accumulated 50 properties using creative financing strategies and tenaciously paired with a high motivation to eventually be lazy, he found success. He is well known for his massive success in real estate as well as in tech, creating connected investors and privatelenders.com, which was a creating a unique environment for real estate investors to access legitimate lending needs for their funding for all their real estate needs. He sold his tech company, the first American title, which made life-changing money for him, where he drastically reinvested that and has built a massive portfolio since then. He is someone who brings value to everything he does and brings his A-game to everything, including building a company, doing a triathlon, mountain biking, an Ironman, finding solutions in affordable housing, or even working on nonprofits and a charity that he is in the process of building and launching right now. You will be blown away with this gentleman with this episode. Please welcome to the A-game podcast, my family mastermind brother himself, Mr. Ross Hamilton. Welcome, sir. Hey, Nick. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, man. I've been watching you for a long time. You know, it was uh, very exciting that uh, you were willing to come on. I'm really happy to talk to you. You're, uh, you're an incredible person, man. So anybody who might be living under a rock that maybe is 100% familiar with you yet, can you give a 30,000-foot view of who you are and where you came from? Yeah. Yeah, you did a good job on the intro there. But, you know, my background, I was a BMX, semi-pro BMX rider, and uh, I learned a lot through that. I learned how to deal with risk every day which is really important for someone who's in real estate or in the uh, entrepreneurial world. Um, and I transitioned from real from a BMX into real estate because I wanted to make a lot of money passively so I could ride my bike all the time. And I absolutely loved real estate because every deal was a little bit different. Every day there was a new um, opportunity. So I really thrived in real estate. It fit really well with my personality. And I did really well. Yeah, by um, I was at a community college. I was going to transfer to a four-year college. But by the time that came up, I already owned about 50 properties. So I said, I think I got this thing figured out. I'm going to go all in on real estate. And I was just building a real estate business. And I realized the more people I was connected with, the more money that I was able to make. And back then, there wasn't Facebook, Instagram, or anything that's out today. It was just my space. So I said, it'd be great if there was a social network just for real estate investors. So I used the profits from my real estate business to fund my tech company. I had no experience in tech. Uh, still to this day, I am <laughs> the least tech savvy tech entrepreneur you've probably ever met. And uh, But I'm really good at building teams and kind of seeing around the corner. So we built Connected Investors and um, through having connected investors, we were able to see what everyone needed and what they wanted by what they were talking about in our forums and um, you know on the platform. And um, people needed a few different things, and we solved those problems really well. The first thing they needed is they needed money, right? Real estate investors only really have two problems. Um, where do I get the money? Where do I get the deals? And it's kind of the chicken and the egg problem, right? Do you get the money first and then the deals or the deals first and then the money? We can talk about that if you want. But we solved the money problem when um, by creating privatelenders.com, which allows anyone to tap a few buttons and get matched with a non-bank private lender. Um, prior to launching that, you had to buy a course and pull public data and send out postcards. You know, it was really tough to find these individuals, and they needed you more than you needed them. So we created a great platform to connect people uh, using the same model as LendingTree. Um, the CEO of Lending Tree was actually, uh, I met him training for a triathlon and he helped mentor me. So mentors have been very important in my life. So we solved that problem and then it got tough to find deals. And we had to pull together all of the data around the world, or well, around the country to create a solution for people to be able to easily find off-market discounted properties. We built out that software, put, put both of those solutions within our social platform, um, built it up, and then uh, I got an offer I couldn't refuse, so sold the company to First American FAF. They've been around since 1890 in the days of horse and buggies. They have more data than, um, than you can even imagine in real estate, so they were a fantastic partner to help accelerate the mission. Um, I'm still somewhat helping them with things over at Connected Investors. 
but they are investing many, many, many of millions of dollars into the platform. So it's going to keep getting better and better. That was uh, probably a little long-winded, but that's that's kind of everything there. And um, I have a lot of experience in in starting with no money because I was completely broke. Uh, now I have a lot of money and I invest with money. So anyway, I can help your viewers in all sorts of different ways. I think that's incredible, man. You're, you're such an inspirational story. And I, I think there's a lot of key things for people on your tail. Like you just said, either people that are starting out trying to get in the game or people that are in the game that are trying to scale up, you check a lot of boxes. And one of the things that I think is always interesting is I, I heard you say a couple of things. I've, I've been listening to you for a while. But one of them was obviously a lot of people started with Rich Dad Poor Dad. I know you did too. But I think you also mentioned that your family like lived in trailers and stuff when you first uh, when you were first growing up. So I always think it's amazing to watch somebody who's had such like like beyond success financially that didn't come from a family that had money because sometimes those old mindset and habits and things that just tie you down. Because if you haven't grown up around people with money, sometimes you don't think those things are possible. So I'm very interested to see how you got yourself that mental aspect to to believe you can do it rather than just hope you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that I got to, to start from the bottom. My, my job, I used to be a dumpster diver. That was literally <laughs> my job title. Nick, I would drive a box truck that I had to actually hotwire to drive. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> to carpet stores. And there were these special dumpsters in the back where there was scrap pad. So if you've ever rehabbed a house, you pulled scrap pad out and that's where all everything stays. Anytime the animal uses the bathroom on the floor, it stays there. So I'd be picking up scrap pad and the stuff gets pretty heavy, putting it in a truck in North Carolina in July, sweating with all of this stuff stuck to me. And uh, yeah, I was a, I was a dumpster diver. And I remember I kind of, I had this moment one day in July, I was packing the back of the truck with pad and I was standing up high on this pile of pad. I mean, it was huge. And I could see over the fence and I saw these kids, probably my age or younger, roll up in like a beautiful Audi and they're having fun. And I'm like, man, I know that I'm made for something more than just being a dumpster diver, right? <laughs> um, so it was kind of that moment was my breaking point where I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. You know, I thought I was going to be a BMX superstar. That didn't work out. Now I took the first job I could. I was a dumpster diver, but um, I found real estate because real estate is the best option for people with limited options. I had limited options. I need to make money quickly. I was willing to put the work in and quickly is, you know, within five years, right? I wanted to be on a path. Most people will work their butts off if they know on the other end, there's everything you want, Right. So I got my mind right. You're first. You're right. The first thing I did is I got my mind right um, through, I read, like you said, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but Think and Grow Rich was really the one that I latched onto. And I said, I am just going to, to live by this. So I got my mind right. And in Think and Grow Rich, it was all about the power of the mastermind. There's only one guarantee he gave in that, in that book or the one that I remember the most. The one thing that will help guard against failure is a good mastermind. If you are in a true mastermind alliance, it just accelerates everything in so many different ways. So I started to seek out people that were where I wanted to be. When I was in BMX, I rode with Dave Mira every day. He was the Michael Jordan of that sport. And when I got into real estate, I just found someone who was where I wanted to be. And I just started working for the individual. He didn't know I was working for him, but every day, I'd put signs out for them. I would say, hey, what do you need? And if you do that to a real estate investor, they're gonna, they got plenty to do, right? So I started mentor, I, I made a mentor for myself and I wanted to be around people that saw the world differently because that was important. When I was riding BMX, I would ride with Dave Mira and he'd say, I'll never forget this. The ceiling was filled with tire marks. <laughs> and he'd say, I'm gonna do a backflip and touch my back tire on the ceiling. And you're like, no, you're not. And then sure enough, he'd go up, tap his tire. You'd think it would stop the rotation. He did it. You know, so what that did is I got really good really fast because I was thinking correctly. You know, the possible, the impossible became possible. And that's what I did in real estate. Um, I started hanging out with people, doing all I could to be around people that were light years ahead of me 
I joined, I ponied up the big money. Some of those masterminds <laughs> I joined, they're expensive. You know, I remember I joined this mastermind. I had to tell my girlfriend, now wife, I just paid 20 grand to hang out with these people. And she thought I was being taken advantage of. She's like, oh, they tricked you. But mm -mm, that those people in the mastermind, I'm still doing business with today. Actually, the family uh, mastermind came because of those masterminds. It was another, another one of those little groups that I helped. Um, I was a nucleus in. So anyway, had to get the mind mindset right. Had to hang around people that had the right mindset. And then um, from that, what you're getting from people that have the right mindset is you're getting the right habits. You're, you're, you're interrupting negative thinking because negative thoughts grow 10 times faster than positive thoughts. So just watching how people spin problems into projects, just understanding the journey and the obstacles are important really helps. And that's what you get when you hang out with someone who seems like they're 10 levels above you. Things just don't, they bounce off them. They're, they're bulletproof to negativity and to problems because they are obsessed with getting to where they, uh, they need to be. So long-winded answer, but I wanted to, wanted to be complete there for you, Nick. No, that's a great answer. I, I couldn't, I couldn't accent that enough. I mean, I was a similar path. I was, I thought I was going to be a federal agent. I had a really bad hand injury and I accidentally read Rich Dad Poor Dad because my mom made me. I found real estate and then I got into jujitsu and bought and like my whole world changed. You know, you look back at some of these things and you think it was the worst thing of your life. And then you realize it was the best thing that ever happened to you. Yeah. Actually, I have um in my kind of my financial and personal transformation document that I use and kind of created, there's this, there's this one part of it to where you look back on your life and it said, if I didn't fill in the blank then I wouldn't have fill in the blank. So if I didn't break my leg and end my career, I would have never found real estate, which led me to where I am. So it's a fun exercise to go through because it helps you realize that the situation you're in now could be that thing that is the catalyst, that you're breaking points, right? You're standing on a pile of piss smelling pad. <laughs> And you're like, you know, if I didn't take that job as a dumpster diver, if I got a little cushier job, I might've been okay. But I was, I was, I was mad. And I knew that there was something, something more out there for me. I love that, man. So I think it's also interesting that the way you, you built it up, that's an extreme amount of properties to get in a short amount of time. But what were some of the biggest challenges you faced when you were building up that portfolio and getting started in real estate and, and how did you deal with them? Yeah. Yeah. And I can get tactical here a little bit for people that are, um, that are that are in the trenches right now digging right so i had uh, my my situation was i was motivated i didn't know anyone at the time i didn't have any money so i had to figure out how to get good with creative financing so at uh, right at 19 i bought my um i bought my first house um a traditional way right i just went out and just bought a house before i had my mentor i'm like i need a house it was near the college um, the house was in need of some repairs. So I fixed it up. I got an equity line on it. So all of a sudden I had about 50 grand. So 50 grand, you know, can't retire on that, right? You can't even really buy a semi-decent car with 50 grand anymore. Um, but what I could do is I could leverage that through creative seller financing. So I got really good at subject to investing, which has come back around because of interest rates any sort of seller financing to where there's 0% um, to where it's 100% principal when you're making your payments. So I just got really good at creative financing and I got really good at finding deals, chicken and the egg. Do I need the money or do I need the deals? You need the deals. My mentor told me, if you have a good deal, money will never be an issue. And that's the truth. If a brand new student who had never done anything accidentally stumbled into a good deal on their first phone call, it wouldn't matter if they had two pennies to their name, they can figure out a way to get that deal done through leveraging other people's money. So I got really good at finding deals. And I would, I would first try to do creative financing if I could. And then if I couldn't figure out a creative financing way, then I would try to do creative partnering, right? Because you can wholesale the deal and just give it to someone. Or you can say, I have this great deal. You know, let's let's split the profits on it. So I'd try to do profit splits 
And even if they were holding the property, I was fine with profit splits, build in some re reoccurring revenue or money down the line. I just love to plant money seeds. And that's what real estate is. So, um, and then if I couldn't, I would, I would wholesale the deal, but I always tried to get a little creative first. And um, if there's a deal, you can, you can figure it out. I love that, man. So you're also interesting because I think when most people start, especially if they start with not a lot of money, everybody wants to flip, 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 flip. And you look like you had it in your head early on about the power of passive income, which as you know, as you eventually flip enough properties, you realize that's the game. That's really who you want to be. What put that in your head? Like, how did you have that insight at such an early age to know about the, the discipline of the long ball? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it comes from something you said when you introduced me. I was so motivated to be lazy. <laughs> I just wanted to do whatever I want. If I, I love to work, but I didn't want to have to work, right? So it was just the, the light at the end of the tunnel for me was, you know, a certain amount of money coming in every single month passively on autopilot. And every time I would wholesale a deal, it was good to get the money back. But I would always try to turn that into some sort of a rental or some sort of a passive income. I'll take uh, you know money every month rather than a big lump sum. Getting lump sums of cash is is very uh, rewarding and it's nice when you first start. But after a while, you're like, no, I want the money to just keep coming and keep coming. So I would use my lump sums of cash to buy passive um, passive assets and. Yeah. So anyway, it's just, you need to have a game plan. I was at 19 years old. I was trying to retire already. Right. I needed, I was worried about being, you know, 65 with no plan and no passive, passive income. So yeah, I got into passive as, as early as I could. That's awesome, man. Do you have any advice for people today that are looking to build up passive income that I know you said partners, I think it's a, a very timely strategy for how do you work and put together partnerships for buy and holds? Yeah, that's a great question. And I remember it was funny because I used to, when I first started Connected Investors, I was also trying to build like a real estate investing video game, right? <laughs> and people had different powers in that video game. A few of the powers, there was time power and there was money power, right? If you have, and I had the time, I had a lot of time and there's people with a lot of money that have no time. And then if you're in the tough situation where you have no time and no money, that's a different conversation we can talk about. But I was willing to make the time. Let me just, let me say that a different way. I didn't have the time. I was willing to make the time, right? I still had to survive. I still had to do things, but I would do anything to get passive income. So people that have money need good places to put it. And I think where I messed up is I believed that the person with the money had the the power or the leverage in the conversation, but they didn't like money is just freaking paper that we all believe in, right? It's, it's, it's potential power. So having a real asset, it was easy to get people to want to put their money into, um, into real estate. And you would just talk to enough people about it and you only needed a few people and you just had to prove yourself. I was just, uh, I was just moving I should have grabbed it, but I uh, I found all my old notebooks of like my first few deals because every deal I would did I did I would document it. I was creating like a portfolio, the before after pictures, how much I paid, how much I sold it for, what was the passive income, and I would build this portfolio and I would use that just to show people because one thing, it was a benefit and a, a bit of a disadvantage was my age. I was, you know, maybe twenty three. You know, I looked like I was sixteen talking to people that were 50. So I had a little bit of poser syndrome in the beginning, right? Um, but it just took a few few deals before I realized, hey, I really have something here. But yeah, I mean, partnering your way to success is really, really good because you can, you can also make the money up front. I got wise after a while and I would start making, I'd sell the property into the partnership and I'd make five grand rather than wholesaling it. So I'd get like a maybe half of a wholesale fee and I still had the property. Um, yeah, so there's so many creative ways there. Now, if you have a crappy deal, you can't be as creative, right? People can, people can see right through that. If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, 
any way you're looking to get in on residential, commercial, land development, wholesaling, fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com, go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure, or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. So that parlays perfectly into one of the things like I, f- I felt like I was talking to the mirror when I heard you saying this, but you were talking about how like one of the best skills you could ever have is, is just being able to find deals at a discount because there's, there's always ways to make money if you can get a good deal. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's, you know, everybody asks about all the different things. And I'm like, man, if you, if you think of it as like, you always be able to have a pond to find fish, then you'll never starve. And that's what I think with real estate, it all comes from that deal. So what, what is your thought process, especially in like today's market is finding mm-hmm. good deals because you're one of the few guys out there. I think these days that's actually invested through multiple market cycles where a lot of people only got in the last three or four years when everything was great and they don't know how to really adapt to when the market changes. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, um, a lot of people ask me, Hey Ross is now a good time to invest in real <laughs> estate. And I can say this, um, I've made this mistake before. I've tried to time the market and I've slowed my real estate buying down. And every time I've done that, I've always been upset at myself later on. I'm like, oh man, you know, I slowed down. I bought into the, to the BS. Um, the answer is it's always the time to buy as long as you can buy at somewhat of a discount, right? For instance, let's just forget real estate. Let's say it's stocks. Like I'll buy any stock today for a 20% discount, sell it within the next few months. Like if you can buy at a discount, it's really going to help you out. Anyone I know who got in trouble, they were banking on appreciation, right? So finding good deals is really important. And also, you know, right now, today, as you're listening to this podcast, I truly believe we have about a five-year sprint here for someone to be able to become a mom and pop real estate investor before Wall Street and technology and um inefficiency removals go away to where the average person won't be able to see those big, those big jumps. You know, anytime there's a broker involved in something, it means it's broke, right? We have mortgage (laughs) brokers, right? Real estate brokers. That just means there's, there's an efficiency missing and those efficiencies are coming. I'm seeing what people are, are building, um, to where every house will essentially be like a stock. And you'll be able to sell little bits and pieces of it. So a motivated seller won't have to sell their house at a discount. They can just sell a piece of their future equity. It's, I'm telling you, it's, it's coming uh, faster maybe than even, than even I think. So if you've been on the sidelines in real estate, you got a five-year sprint here. Like, listen to what Nick's telling you. Do anything you can. Jump in because this is the good old days of real estate investing right now. As far as finding good deals, Outside of, outside of networking, networking is always good, right? You're always telling people you're buying real estate. Those are like just the, the beautiful deals that just come out of no thin air. You get a phone call one day, like, oh yeah, that's great, right? Those are the nice, that's like operating a little bit on hope, right? It will happen, but to be intentional, you have to have access to data. You have to be able to get to deals before other people can. And I really think you need to, you need to pick a lane that you're most passionate about and spend 80% of your time there. But understand that no matter what deal comes through, you have the ability to, to monetize off that. You know, um, point in case, I used to do a lot of pre-foreclosures. Uh, as I was out there knocking on doors for pre-foreclosures, I asked a question to someone who was in foreclosure that is a great question to ask anyone. Do you have any other properties you might want to sell? She didn't want to sell the one she lived in. She said, well, yeah, I own the 10 acres across the street. So I did a creative finance deal. I'd never done a land development deal, but the deal was good. She seller financed it to me for $10,000 down. That's what she needed to um, save her home. And then we worked out a seller finance deal. And it was very favorable for both her and I. 
And I was able to get that land fully entitled and sell it to a builder and make hundreds of thousands of dollars on that one deal just for pushing some paperwork, right? So that that wasn't my expertise, but I was able to, um, to execute on it. So data is really important. That's what Connected Investors and the PIN software does. And um, getting out there and taught making offers is, is really important. I mean, it's really, Nick, I mean, it's a math equation. If you're not making offers, you're not going to make, you're not going to make money. Um, so you have to be, you have to create a way to constantly be making offers on real estate and you only need a few a year, right. To, to completely change your life. Um, it, it only, sometimes it only takes one deal. You accidentally come across a good multifamily deal. You work out a good partnership. Now you got 20 grand a month coming in. I mean, I've seen it, I've seen it happen, but you got to be making offers um, to have a chance for that to happen. Man, you gave me goosebumps with that five-year timeline. It's, it's, you know, it, it makes me like scared, but also like, like, go, go buy more properties, buy more properties. Cause even like you just said, man, even if on like a base level, if you bought one a quarter for the next five years and then that happened, those assets that you got, they're going to, it's only going to be more of like a, it's going to have more value because it's going to be harder and harder to own your own full home. Like it's crazy. Yeah. There's some, there's some really cool stuff that's happening. Um, you know, properties kind of going into the blockchain it's, it's happening. And I'm really excited. There's one company, I'll give you just a little glimpse. Can't tell you the name yet, but if you're the, if you're the person to bring the property into the blockchain, then every single time that property sells, you get a royalty huh. like in perpetuity. So last year I bought about almost 200 properties and I'm really excited to do something with those to where now every time it sells, my estate can get one. It was 1% of the sale price forever because there's no real estate agents. There's no, like, it's just all of these things are disappearing. So anyway, there's some really cool stuff happening. There's going to be some crash and burns for sure but it's it's getting more and more efficient every day so right now is definitely the time to to roll up your sleeves you know and jump in that's awesome man so i, I think a uh, hundred different directions i could probably go from that but i should probably say the course a little bit in the interest of respecting your time but funding i know is a thing that you you have so much experience with with everything you've done with your websites and connected investors and all that stuff i think it's interesting because a lot of the questions you get are one about how can you be a more attractive investor to a lender? And then I wanted to also follow up with a question about how do you know if a lender is a scam or not? So in your experience, being somebody on both sides of that, what makes an investor more attractive to a lender to get their deals funded more easily? Yeah, that's, um, that's a great question. And lenders as a whole right now are not focusing on fix and flips as much as they used to because the quantity is not there. So a lot of the private, the old private lenders that are trying to scale are moving into the building side, right? They, they, they want to keep their money moving. And don't get me wrong. No one is saying I'm not flipping real estate anymore. I'm not doing fix and flip loans, but there's just, it's just harder and harder to scale those, um, scale those companies out. So you're more, if you have a deal, you're more attractive today than you were a year ago, just based on what's happening in the world. And lenders, you know, they'll look at your past success. And that is tough if you're brand new, right? They, they really care about your track record, we've found. They want to make sure you've done a few deals. So how do you get your first few deals? What I did is I was partnering with people to where I was a partner with someone else who had done a few good deals, right? So to make yourself more attractive to a lender, if you are, com if you are completely new, having a partner that's not completely new is very, very beneficial. Um, having a good deal is very important. Not as important as you would think for the lenders because a lot of the private lenders, you know what? I'm talking a little bit more about hard money. The hard money lenders at kind of at scale want you to have a little bit of money down and a little bit of experience, and they'll they'll roll the dice with you. And the more you do with them, the easier it is to get money out of them. But private non-bank lenders, you know, the rich uncles out there, I mean, all <laughs> they're looking for is a deal and you know a profit split and maybe a little return. So 
I'm not quite sure if I answered your question, but there's, there's two very, there's someone who is writing a check out of their bank account, which is a private money lender. Then there's someone who is pooling money together and lending it out of that. The hard money lenders, everything has to check a certain box because they promised their, their, the people who invested with them a certain type of deal. So they can't really be as creative, even if they want to be. The private lenders can do whatever the heck they want to do. So you know, it's important to be building up your network of private lenders. And what's really cool is um, if you find real estate invest, if you know a real estate investor in your town, you can reverse engineer and see every single lender that's ever lent to that person huh. and their rate of return. The last, the last thing that I built to connected investors that I hope, I hope, hope, hope it gets out were our investor profiles to where it took every real estate investor in the country and showed every single property they ever owned, how much they paid, how much they sold it for, what realtor they used, what private lender they used, who they sold it to. It ranks them all. So you can see who the biggest investor in you know, Tampa, Florida is. And it helps you kind of cut through the clutter when people are BSing you. Um, you know, we can take a look at Vanilla Ice's portfolio, right? <laughs> we can say, hey, which which basketball team owns more real estate? So real estate has never really seen, um, it's never been so transparent. So if this does go live, people are going to be excited and people are going to be um, scared. Asset protection, all that <laughs> stuff. I mean, everything you own is just out in the public. And now this is all publicly available information, but it's just never been consolidated before into one spot, but you can reverse engineer and figure out who is this real estate investor borrowing from? And you'll probably find it's a private individual. And then you can reach out to that individual as, um, as well. So hopefully connected investors follows through with the, uh, with the investor profiles. And if you're a real investor, you can claim your profile um, to take it down. Um, but if you keep it up, you get every document you've ever had on every property. So it's like a document vault because First American has has all that. So it's a really cool um, way to cut through the clutter and see who the real real estate investors are and uh, who they work with. That's incredible, man. I love that whole theory behind that. There's so much information out there now, but if people don't know what to actually do with that information, it's useless. And I feel like your brain works really well with that by seeing like, these are the things that are out there. This is how I pull it out to really tell the story and maximize the uh, amazing availability of information out there today. Yeah, I mean, Nick, wouldn't you love to have your profile? Yeah. Be like, hey, look, here's my Connected Investors profile. Here's all the deals I've done. I mean, it's it's exciting, but scary. We're going to see how the <laughs> how the public reacts. <laughs> That's really cool, man. And what is just a, a couple of key things if like, you know, so what, when you start investing in stuff, you start getting all these messages on Facebook about like, I'm a lender, I can lend you money and you don't oh. really know who's who. So is there a couple of like, just little key yeah. flags that you might look for to know if somebody's worth talking to or not. Yeah. If you're getting a message on any social media platform, um, essentially it's one of two things. It's a scammer um, and, or it is an affiliate that is just being taught how to mass spam and then sending you over to a company. Um, it's better to go direct. Like at privatelenders.com, everyone there has been vetted and is verified um, connected investors is supposed to be also developing private lender profiles to where you can see everything someone lent on. Um, you can ask them who they lent to, but if someone's reaching out to you, it's a, it's a good chance. It's a broker, um, or an affiliate that gets like 500 bucks. If you close on something, I mean, those I've seen those programs, um, out there. So, and I've seen people get scammed as well. Like we've, we've helped a lot of different agencies find and put some of these scammers um, out of business and maybe even behind bars with some stuff that, that that's going on now, but it's a, uh, it's a problem. Some of our lenders would come to us and they would say, Ross, our biggest problem, our biggest competition is the fake lenders. Cause they'll say whatever they need to say. Oh, 1% loan, no <laughs> money down, hundred percent financing. They're just feeding you what you want to hear. And uh, if they are real, it's going to change real quick once it's time to uh, once once it's time to fund. So you can ask them. Tell me about a, a property address that you funded. Um, you can get several properties, and you can reach out. You can look it up and see if they did lend to those people. 
if they start back talking, uh, definitely run. That's really good info, man. And uh, you know, I know we're getting a little tight on time, but another thing I think is important is somebody who is doing so much, you're so busy, you're, you're a data guy, there's so much data and stuff out there. I've heard you also said that you're not great at like sticking to schedules and staying on task and stuff like that, which I think is very surprising, but obviously relative to most people. So is there any key things that you do that help you stay focused towards achieving your goals and, and just staying on target for the day? Yeah, that's a great question. And essentially, I have my MITs for the day, the most important tasks. I have all my bit different businesses out there uh, that I run, and every business has a more, most important task for the day. And I make sure when I start my day, the first thing I do every day is something that I'm going to enjoy, um, even if that's even if it's only 10 minutes. Right, even if it's a little hike, a walk, meditation, cooking a nice breakfast, I want to make sure I wake up looking forward to something. And then after I've had that that good moment to take a deep breath, then I knock out the things that um, I'm most likely to procrastinate on. Right, maybe something to do with accounting, or something that's very detail oriented. So I make sure to knock those out as fast as I can and as early in my day. And then from there, I kind of give myself free will to uh, let my mind go to where it wants to go. Now, don't get me wrong. I always have a list of all the things I need to do uh, in my day. They're tied back to my big goals. You want to make sure all your goals are smart. You know, they're specific, they're measurable, they're accurate, they're reasonable, they're time bound, and they all tie to kind of a big, a big goal. And I set a lot of accountability up for myself. So you know, sticking to a schedule is really important. You know, Nick, actually, I have a whole, you know, morning habits, daily planner that I've put together, I used to sell, as well as a bunch of my real estate courses I used to sell that now since, since I'm not in the business anymore, I can give away if you think it would help. Oh, that would be amazing. Amazing. I would love that. I'm sure everybody. Yeah. Would. Well, I ever since selling, I don't have a company, I'm not allowed to sell anything in real estate for a while. So I just kind of give it all away. Um, if you email me, Ross, R-O-S-S at successcap.com, Ross at successcap.com, I'll send you back an email with all the stuff I used to sell, the morning planner, a 12-month planner, real estate investing course. Um, I can even show off some of the data software stuff that we have. I just kind of, I'll, I'll pack it out with everything I have. Um, and also, I, I have a charity that I mentioned inside the um inside the email as well. So, you know, that's the best way to, to get some value uh, moving forward. That would be amazing, man. I'll definitely do that myself. And I'm sure everybody would love that. Anybody listening, obviously, when you go in the show notes, I'll have all live links for that as well. And probably have it right here for social media there. We'll pop Thanks. it out there, man. So I appreciate it. That's awesome. So dude, on top of that, now the stuff that you're passionate about, I, I love the fact that you help yourself so you can go help other people. And I know when we were first talking, you're talking about charities. And I mean, that's really what I've always told people. It's a business of money, but it's really a business of people and relationships. Once you get that money, everything can change. And you're doing something awesome now. So I'd love to hear about what you're doing, the charities, the way you're giving back. I think that stuff's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, your listeners will learn something from this as well, because, you know, I truly believe, I mean, I to be where I am now financially coming from, you know, the dumps, like literally rags to riches would have been nicer than dumpsters to whatever, <laughs> wherever I am now. Um, I get, I have a big sense of responsibility that to, to give back because I believe that, that, that this came into my, into my reality because I would be a good steward of the wealth and I would be able to use my influence, my financial resources, my friend's influence to kind of spread the word on um, some big problems out there. And, you know, affordable housing is a very, very big problem. I mean, it's getting harder and harder than ever to make it in America. And one of the big reasons is because it's getting harder and harder to get a house in America. So affordable housing, it sounds kind of like a, I don't know, like a beige, boring hotel room, right? It just doesn't sound fun, but we're kind of uh, rehabbing affordable housing and doing some really cool things in there where some of the brightest minds in real estate are coming together to help solve this problem. Because I'm sure your viewers have heard 
The fastest way to become a millionaire is through real estate, right? I used to use that to inspire people to use our tools and buy our educational programs. But what I realized through data is home ownership is the number one way out of poverty in America. So it's, it's, it's on both sides. So I've played this side all the way. So now I'm trying to help with home ownership. Anytime you ever hear affordable housing talk, it's usually affordable rentals. And that's just keeping people renters forever. That means they never get equity. They never get to pass anything on to their kids. They never get to do a reverse mortgage when they're older. They're just constantly paying into the machine. Homes that are properties that are eventually owned by Wall Street one way or another, whether a mom and pop has it now, eventually they'll, they'll end up with it. So we've created um, a think tank, an organization of the top people in real estate that are helping solve this problem in a lot of innovative ways. And if anyone has any passion, insights, or could help in any way in this, in this mission, please make sure to email me. Um, I spent the first 20 years on myself. I'm spending the next on, um, on this. The company that I founded is called savinghomes.org savinghomes.org. And to make the biggest impact, what we're doing first is helping people save the homes that they're already in. Because I believe that's going to be the most affordable house that they're probably ever going to have. We're focusing on single parents, because could you imagine if you're not a single parent, how hard it would be? Um, and we want to and help helping kids and children, because if they lose a house, I mean, they're going to, where are they going to go? They're going to have to move school districts. They got to find a new place. They probably have a dog. Nowhere wants to rent to someone with a dog. They got to move in with another family. It's just a ripple effect. So we're specifically focusing on saving the homes of single parents, but the mission of saving homes is in the affordable housing arena. We'll be building houses, giving houses away. I want to 3D print a neighborhood. <laughs> so we're doing some really big things with some, with some really amazing people. And, you know, Nick, I'm, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So for this, what I've done is I've started to surround myself with people that, that give away more money every year than I even sold my company for, right? And I'm creating this group of people worth hundreds of millions, billions of dollars that want to come together and solve this. So it's going to be a really fun ride. And, you know, I love your support and the support of, support of your viewers. That's awesome, man. Happy to help and happy to push this out. I think what you're doing is incredible, man. And again, like you said, it's one of my favorite quotes, how you do anything is how you do everything. So I think anything that you focus your efforts on is going to be an amazing success and help yourself and help a lot of other people, man. So I applaud you and thank you for doing stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah, it feels really great to, to be able to give back at this at this scale. But it all started from that first real estate deal. It all started the first time I made five grand on a wholesale you know, it just builds on itself. Real estate is just a building block to get to anywhere else you want to be. Now I ride my bike every day. I help people in real estate. So that, that, that's what I wanted to do. Still the same mission of that, you know, 16 year old kid listening to Pennywise, you know, at a skate park, um, just, just made it to the other side. <laughs> that's awesome. man. I was actually in a punk band when I was younger and we played with Pennywise once and it was incredible. I need to hear more about that. That's awesome. Man. I know you're into that. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah but my, my brother's in a band agnostic front. They just toured with Bad Religion and stuff like that. It's really cool. It's awesome nice. stuff. Nice. Very cool. My, my, my wife bought me a Punkarama um, album, which I put on the other day that I'm only allowed to listen to when she's not in the house. <laughs> Dude, I but, remember the very, I remember Punkarama and, uh, and Fat Music for Fat People volume one, like the very first Warped Tour. Yeah that they ever had, man. That was, uh, that was really cool. That's funny, man. So yeah, look, yeah. the music's the great connector, dude. That's really cool. Well, before I let you go, sir, I just have a couple of things I like to call the victory lap and uh, just a few easy questions. One of them starting out with, uh, what's one of your favorite books? Um, number one book of all time, definitely uh, Think and Grow Rich. Um, and then there's also What Got You Here Won't Get You There. So depending on where you are in your, in your career, um, I'd recommend one of those two. Excellent choices. What is one of your favorite quotes? Oh, well, we just mentioned it. How you do anything is how you do everything. That's really important because um, if you operate with a mentality of excellence in the small things, it really translates. There's no task that is any more important than another task and should be kind of over um, overlooked. So 
make your bed right in the morning. Watch what happens. <laughs> That's outstanding. And uh, the last one, I'm sure you've been asked a million times, but if you can go back and give yourself any advice starting out, what advice would you give yourself today? What do I give myself today? So many different directions I can go with that. <laughs> um, you know, regarding connected investors, we made we made a lot of mistakes when it came to SEO. I didn't treat SEO good. Just getting older, I wish I would have started yoga younger and <laughs> stretched and stretched more. Um, but I have I don't look at anything as as a regret. Um, one of the first things I did when I was young was I found the most successful people that would talk to me and ask them what they would do if they were 18 years old. And they said, buy real estate and travel. So that was a, that was a big part of it. So um, anyway, I'm not sure if I answered the question, but you did. Yeah, no, that, yeah. that's great, man. And uh, last but certainly not least, I know you gave the website for your charity and you told us how we could email you. Is there any other ways you would like us to contact you? Any other places to connect with you, your companies, any of that stuff? No, no, just make sure to shoot me an email Ross at successcap.com because I just, so fun to be able to give away all the stuff you used to sell. But listen, just because you're getting it for free, don't devalue it, okay? Pretend you just spent, it's probably like at least $2,000, like thousands of people paid thousands of dollars for what I'm giving you. So just don't devalue it because you got it for free on a, on a podcast. Pretend you spent money on it. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just donate a few grand to the charity there you go write it off i love that that's awesome yeah. well i appreciate it so you obviously bring your a-game to everything you do in life this interview has been no different you definitely brought your a-game to this podcast any final thoughts before i let you go no uh, just listen again right now is the time to be sprinting when it comes to real estate building a business it is the most exciting time don't think of anything as a problem think of it as a project and uh yeah and enjoy all the free gifts i love that man thank you so much thank you for coming out i've been watching you for a long time it's been an honor to talk to you sir especially since i now know that you're a fellow punk rock guy i look forward to seeing you in september hopefully a family mastermind <laughs> and finally before i let you go man happy belated birthday i believe you just had a birthday so i hope it was a fantastic one sir you're aging like a fine wine oh thank you <laughs> version 4.1 oh yeah, awesome man you. I appreciate it. Have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for coming on, Ross Hamilton, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the show.